Hello, hello, and welcome back to Art House Garage, the snob-free film podcast where we make art house indie, classic, and foreign cinema accessible to the masses. I'm your host, Andrew Sweatman, and today we're bringing you another bonus episode. At Art House Garage, we love to help people connect with challenging cinema, but we also love to support the local film community here in Arkansas where the show is based. With that in mind, we're bringing you a film festival preview for an annual festival that takes place right here in central Arkansas. The festival is the Kaleidoscope LGBTQ Plus Film Festival coming up November 5th through the 8th. Uh, Here's the festival description from the website. It says Kaleidoscope is a celebration of LGBTQ plus films, filmmakers, and stories whose mission is to provide innovative and unique programming that will engage the hearts and minds of audiences in the state of Arkansas and the surrounding region. I am thrilled to be joined today by Kaleidoscope's executive director, Zach Baker, and festival director, Cameron Vaughn. Zach and Cameron, welcome to the show, and thank you both so much for joining the podcast today. Thanks for having us. Um, So yeah, my name is Zach. I am the executive director for Central Arkansas Pride, which produces the uh, Kaleidoscope LGBTQ plus film festival. And then, of course, Cameron is our festival director. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having us today, Andrew. We're really excited to be here. Absolutely. I'm, I'm thrilled that we could uh, get in here and talk about the festival. You know, it, so this is the sixth year for Kaleidoscope, and I feel like the festival has kind of grown in popularity each year. Seems to be a lot of buzz in, in my circles about the festival and like the, just the quality of films that you bring each year. Uh, but for people who don't know about Kaleidoscope, can you tell us about the festival, how long it's been around, and, and kind of what sets it apart from other festivals? Yeah, so this is uh, our sixth year for the Kaleidoscope Film Festival, and it's gone through through some changes over the last few years. So this is actually our second year doing the film festival under the uh, the Central Arkansas Pride umbrella. So, hmm. you know, uh, so that's been really a a great experience to partner Kaleidoscope with Central Arkansas Pride because they have such a um, a great mission and and they align really well in a lot of ways like that. So. Uh, so yeah, so this is kind of our second year doing it uh, in, cool. in, in this format um, with Central Arkansas Pride, and it's it's gone gone really well. And um, this is our first year doing virtual, so we're excited about that as well. I mean, you know, we all also wish we could be in person, but hopefully we will be uh, in uh, you know in in the near future. Yeah, yeah. You know, two years ago when we were approached, um, you know, about Kaleidoscope. You know, it, it naturally felt like a really good fit for us. And we were really excited to be able to bring this, you know, to continue bringing this festival to Central Arkansas. Um, it's, you know, to us, it's really important that we're able to tell stories and stories that relate to people and that we have our experiences shown on the big screen. Um, because, you know, if you lived in L.A. or New York, you know, you oftentimes, you know, have the opportunities to go see those on the big screen mm-hmm. but here in Little Rock you know that's not usually the case and so you know our mission is to really get out there and you know a raise awareness about LGBTQ plus issues but then also to help people you know to be able to experience themselves on the screen to see their stories uh, mm-hmm. and to build a really strong community here in Central Arkansas. Yeah, I think that's great. And your representation has proven to be so important. And I think this is, especially in the South here, I think it's really a great thing. Well, yeah, you mentioned that it's going to be virtual this year, you know, because 2020 has been the way it's been. Uh, So yeah, tell us about the virtual format. How, what, what platform is it using and, and how can people tune in? Yeah, so the platform we're using this year is called Eventive, and um, and so it's been a real interesting process just going from you know in person event to a virtual festival this year. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's been a, 
uh, you know, a learning curve for all of us. And we've all just had to jump in and learn and, and figure out how to do not just this film festival, but, but also our, um, our pride festival that we did a few weeks ago. Um, we did that virtually as well. Yeah. So it'll be on Eventive and the easiest way to find it is just through arpride.org. And that takes you to our home website. And then you can follow the Kaleidoscope link uh, from there and, and it'll take you directly to our films. And um, one of the things we're really excited about this year is we're offering these films free of charge. And for us, that was really important to do this year. Um, you know, it just, we wanted to uh, reduce any barriers of entry for uh, people in the community so that they could they could share in these films and these experiences as well. Um, and so just keeping that cost down, um, keeping those barriers down so that people can enjoy the films that may not, you know, otherwise be able to uh, <clears throat> to, to buy a ticket or a pass um, can, can enjoy that, that experience as well. So, yeah, I mean, the easiest place to, to check out the, the films and the lineup is um, arpride.org. And we have all the, the features listed there. I'm still working on getting the, the shorts uploaded to the platform. So that's that's my big chore today. But um, but the features are in there. They're they're ready to look at and, and, and start previewing, watch trailers um, and all that good stuff. Yeah, that's great. Now, I've used Eventiva on, on a couple other festivals and it works really great and you can put it on your streaming box or on your phone or whatever. Uh, so I think that's, it's been a, an important tool, especially this year as so many things are going virtual. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's pretty seamless and I really uh, have been happy with it. Well, you mentioned the lineup. Let's talk about that lineup. So uh, right now what I've seen listed is there's 10 features. Mm-hmm. I've only seen one of these so far. Uh, and I'll go ahead and mention that because it's Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Uh-huh. We don't have to talk too much about that one because I'd like to highlight some of the kind of the lesser known stuff, but I'll say Portrait of a Lady on Fire is absolutely worth all the hype, all the awards that won last year. It's really exquisite. And and now people have no excuse. You can tune in for free. So uh, I'll highly recommend that one. But uh, what else is, is showing that you guys are excited about? Yeah, uh, we, you know, we're pretty excited about our lineup. We're really excited about, you know, Portrait of a Lady on Fire too. For me personally, it's it's one of my favorites and that's why we, yeah. we made the decision to go ahead and show it this year. Uh, you know, and another big part of Kaleidoscope and, and just, you know, doing the festival here in central Arkansas. Um, and I think a big part of, of these films and showing them and having them is um, to bring attention to them, you know, that otherwise may not get attention here um, in central Arkansas and awareness here. And so for us, that's why it was important to, to show that one this year, uh, you know, but being, a, you know, uh, you know, it came out last year, but we went ahead and decided to show that one as well. But, you know, um, I'm really excited about uh, all of our films here, but um, gosh, uh, where to start? Um, <laughs> we can talk you know, about all of them if you want. No, right. Time limit, yeah. uh, I think Peer Kids to me is is really interesting. It's really, really mm-hmm. good. And, um, and we're doing um, a screening of... Uh, of Paris is burning as well. And, you know, if you get a chance to kind of watch both of those films, you know, if you can, you sit down for a day and, and digest both of those in a day, I think they, they complement each other really well mm-hmm. um, because they focus on a lot of the same subjects, but they're 30 years apart. Uh, so it's really interesting to see how much has changed and how little has changed um, for, uh, for uh, some of these communities that are that are documented in, in uh, those films so you know really they they do focus on uh, very similar uh, document very similar uh, communities which is the uh, 
you know, they're, they're living on the edges of society in, mm -hmm. in Manhattan and New York. And okay. so these are a lot of people who are living on the streets, who are homeless, that have, you know, come from from other areas. Um, and so and they're and they're largely people of color. Um, mm -hmm. So they're they're people who, you know, um, have really been, you know, on the outside of, of society in terms of, you know, they weren't accepted in their homes, they weren't accepted um, in their communities. And so then they have been um, kind of pushed out of their homes, out of their communities and uh, in a lot of ways. And so they find themselves in their new families and their new homes. And both of these kind of highlight these new homes and these new families that, that are being built uh, in this kind of same community, 30 years apart. So that I thought that was really cool. That was really interesting. Yeah. And those are both documentaries. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so we're seeing kind of real true life stories. And yeah, we mentioned representation being so important. And I think cinema in particular is so good at kind of driving empathy. So I, I think it's, you know, the perfect, um, perfect tool to, to highlight these kind of stories. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Peer Kids is, is one that's, you know, this year that and Paris is Burning was, was 1990. So we did have the chance to kind of sit down and visit with the director of Peer Kids, um, wow. Elegance. And, and so that, I'm, I'm telling you, Elegance did not hold any punches in this film. Wow. And it was just so interesting to see, um, see a lot of these relationships and the way that people are coping and surviving um and how they've managed to to continue to to live and and things like that and it really hits hard on some um some very powerful subjects um and and so i i just thought elegance did a really good job of highlighting those things and you know and being able to show those things you know it, everything from you know what it's like to live homeless uh, on the streets of new york and and i mean for some of these people i mean you it, you wouldn't believe some of the things that they would consider and think about doing just to be able to get off the streets. It's unreal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and the ways that they're surviving. And then elegance also did a really good job of, um, showing some of that family dynamic. So he followed one of the, the, the subjects, uh, or participants is what elegance likes to call them. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he followed one of the participants uh, back to their home in, uh, in Kansas city, I believe it was. And, um, and you got to see her kind of interact with this family that absolutely was not on board with her transition. Mm -hmm. And, um, and they would talk about her right in front of her face with her in the room mm -hmm. and say these, these crazy things. And, um, it, and it just highlights kind of that, you know, that family dynamic. And, um, and I think it's something that's just very real to a lot of people in, in the LGBTQ plus community and hits home with the way elegance was able to, to do that and to show that I thought was, was really well done. Um, but yeah, so definitely check out peer kids and then check out Paris is burning. Um, because that's going to be a lot of the same community, a lot of the same thing. It's, but it's from 1990 and you see these, these people, they come from, you know, all over the country from communities and families that, that have not accepted them. And they found a new home. They found a new family. Um, they're, they're in New York, even though, you know, a lot of it is, you know, living on the streets and so forth, but, but it's their home and their family. And that's, you know, yeah. that's kind of what it's about there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those sound really fascinating. Uh, one of the other titles, the only one that I actually had heard much about otherwise was in then we danced, which I've heard a lot of buzz from, you know, winning a bunch of festivals in the last several months. Uh, is that a French film? Is that correct? It's, uh, it's from, uh, Georgia. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Um, so 
it's it's got a lot of influence it's uh in um in uh was that the eastern part of, of europe um yeah. so you hear a lot about uh russia and ukraine and and those are all little subtexts those are, you know all the little things that are kind of going on in the background mm-hmm. i think a dad talks about well where's the russian border going to be at today you know something mm-hmm. like that but no that film is really good really powerful um you have a character who's um you know trying to make a go of it at at, at a uh a traditional dance and a traditional theater that they have in, in their country. And he's, um, it's in his family lineage. So you find out his parents did it and now he and his brother are doing it. And, uh, you know, his brother's, you know, not that committed to it, but, but your main character is, and he's all into it and, and, but, and, and working really hard in it. And so at that point we get, uh, the, the disruptance, uh, a new character comes in and, uh, and you get to see kind of their relationship build uh, hmm. with this, this other male dancer that, that joins their group. And, um, and you get to kind of follow their relationship as it, you know, starts and, um, and, and that sort of thing. I don't want to give too much away. I'm, sure, trying, yeah, to, yeah. I'm trying to tiptoe around something. <laughs> with both spoilers. But, yeah. 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 For sure. But it's just, it, it completely throws its life off balance uh the introduction of this this new character in the dance troupe and uh and and you'll fall, fall in love with the main character uh, he he goes about it his own way he does it his own way in a very traditional society that values um uh a long line of tradition and um and things like that so um so it's it's a really powerful film and the dancing and the music is great and um you really get a taste for that Gregorian um, uh, culture. So it's a really good film. That sounds really great. You know, I, I yeah. So I heard about this one just a few months ago, I think, and, and heard it praised really highly. And it was one that I thought, you know, it'd probably be like a year or more before I'm able to see it. Uh, so I was thrilled that it was on the list. So I, I would get to watch yeah. it much sooner. So that's really exciting, and from the comfort of my own really? home, which is even better. Uh, and then one other that I wanted to ask you about. Again, we can talk about as many of these as you want, but um, one that I saw the trailer for uh, on your Facebook, which uh, is called Breaking Fast, which so that's about a, a Muslim correct and and kind of his family dynamics Uh, tell me about that one yes um it it is it's about a muslim and it's it's about the you know it's more about um the main character so the backdrop with his his muslim family is is very interesting it's you you know you expect would expect that to be the source of conflict in this film and it's really not um he's very fortunate has a very loving and accepting family and and mother and and things like that so his conflict more comes from um, his love life. And so, you know, the beginning of the film, he has, um, he's dating this, this person and, um, you know, that doesn't work out. And so, uh, so then after that, uh, it's, it's a lot of soul searching and he's searching for himself, who he is and, and that sort of thing. And then of course, um, you know, someone comes along and, yeah. and steals his heart, but he has to really reconcile a lot of things with his own, own self and the way you know, he views the world and how he handles things versus, you know, with, uh, with his new, new lover. And, and so they kind of have, you know, have to come to terms with a lot of things and, and they both have a lot of pain in their past that they have to deal with. And they, you know, they deal with them in different ways. And so that kind of then is a a lot of the source of conflict between the two characters. Um, but it's really beautiful, very well done. 
uh, you'll fall in love with all of the characters in this film, even the supporting cast. There's not a character in this one that you're not just going to smile and take take joy away from. Um, and, you know, I thought they did such a good job on it as well in terms of, you know, you get to see so many different perspectives of, um, you know, religion and its role in, in, uh, in the queer community and, sure. and how, you know, people in the queer community a lot of times have been, uh, been hurt uh, by religion and, or scarred by it. And so you see that, you know, with, um, with some of the characters in the film and then your main character is actually really devoted and, um, and really uh, reverent of the, uh, the, the Muslim religion. And so, but he then has other Muslim friends that he's friends with that have been really hurt by the religion and, and carry a lot of baggage. And so, um, so you get kind of a lot of that context in there and a lot of that real life struggle that I think a lot of people in, uh, in the queer community go through that just that, that how to reconcile um, your religion, your beliefs, your faith with your sexuality. Mm -hmm. And, um, and what, what does that mean? How do you reconcile that? How do you deal with that? And, and we all have different ways, different approaches. So it was, it was really cool to see how they tackled, tackled those issues in this movie. Yeah, I'm really excited to catch up with that one too. It looks looks really good. All right, well, so that's that's features. That's just a taste of a few of those features. Uh, there's even more if you want to go to the website. You can see all of those, which I'll link in the show notes. Uh, but yeah, what about short films? How many are there? And do you want to tell us about any of those? Yeah, so we've got an awesome shorts lineup this year. Um, really excited about it. Uh, I think we have about 30 shorts. They're almost 30. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's going to be, be really cool. And we're going to break those down into some blocks, um, and have several different blocks. So you can kind of digest, um, digest those and, 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 you know, and, you know, a handful bite-sized formats. Um, but, um, yeah, so we're, we're really excited about these, uh, trying to think of a couple to highlight here, you know, for me, I love to laugh. I'm a comedy person. (laughs) Um, so I'm really excited about our comedy block, um, let me see here. I don't want to give too much away because sure, yeah. <laughs> is, they're so funny. They're so good. Oh, um, you know, there's one that's, uh, that's called Poulter. And um, so, uh, you know, kind of like Poltergeist since it's Halloween, we're recording oh, yeah. it for Halloween. So I guess I'll mention <laughs> yeah. this one. So, but oh, it's been a while since I've seen it. You know, I got to see that one. Um, uh, well, I was fortunate enough to be able to to see a lot uh, a lot of films at the uh, the Wicked Queer Film Festival a while ago, and this was one of them. I was like, "Oh, we have to show this." Um, but it uh, it's about this guy who's who's in the closet, and um, and oh gosh, I mean, the closet comes alive, doesn't it, Zach? And it <laughs> it either forces him out. Yeah, or... it does. Yeah, the closet comes alive. And really, it's, it's kind of a manifestation of like some of his um, sure, yeah. internal struggles. Um, yeah. And so yeah, it, it's, it's a really interesting short film. It was one of my favorites um, that we programmed. Um, yeah. So it's like a horror, horror comedy kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I love that. You know, I think the best horror kind of takes those fears and, and puts some, some supernatural spin on it. So I, I'm excited. That sounds really great. Oh, and there's another one. It's called When in Rome. And I really, really love this one. And I, it's, it's probably one of my favorites. It was, you know, you have those films when you program films that you, when you just see it, you're like, that's it. That's one, <laughs> you know, it's it. And that was one for me. It's called When in Rome. It's real short. You know, it's only 10, 11 minutes. Um, 
and it's about this guy and he's he's traveling home um he's he's from rome um and uh and he's got a a father who's uh, you know very masculine he's a butcher sure, yeah. and so on and so forth um and so he he's traveling back home for for a family event and he's bringing his boyfriend along with him mm-hmm. and so it really sets up the stage for this very traditional um conflict of mm-hmm. you know bringing the 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 queer uh uh partner home with you in a very traditional setting um so it really plays up on that and then uh gives you a good twist at the end um that you'll appreciate that you'll laugh and uh, and so it plays on that genre really well so that was one of the first ones i was just like dang that we, we have to show that one but I love that these are nice and short too. Short films are are so fun because you can you can in a short amount of time just taste a lot of different filmmakers and and uh, it always feels like I'm just like opening a a goodie box or something and having like one thing after the other. So I love a good short block and uh, you know if you're pressed for time too, it's it's the perfect way to kind of be involved with everything and uh, save some time if you don't have it. But anyway, yeah, are there other other shorts you want to talk about? um zach was there any that stood out to you and i, I could go on here um you know i i know I, I i agree with andrew it's, you know shorts are one of my favorite parts of the film festival you know and i think one of the really cool things about you know our shorts lineup is that there's so much diversity in the types of shorts that we programmed so you mm-hmm. know if if you're looking for short films that, you know, represent, you know, women or men or people of color, trans, we even have some that uh, talk about, you know, disabilities within the Mm. LGBTQ community as well. You know, so there's, you know, there's a little bit of something, you know, for everyone. There's even one that deals with like a polyamorous relationship. Wow. Yeah. Right. So like, I mean, there's so much um, to see and um, to, to experience with these, um, these short films and I honestly don't think there was really um really a bad one but I think my favorite one though from and I think Cameron would agree with this my favorite one from the comedy block is a short film called Jeff Drives You um <laughs> and um it's not not to give it away but it is about like a little a car that um is self-driving and some really interesting things happen on this trip <laughs> but um it's it's hilarious it's 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 a fun uh, it's a fun film. Um, and then, you know, I mean, th- th- there's several on here, you know, boys don't wear dresses, you know, that, that one kind of deals with, um, an autistic, uh, trans, uh, high school student and kind of their journey, um, mm-hmm. into accepting themselves. Um, so there's, you know, again, I think there's a little bit of something for, for everyone, you know, in these lineups. Um, and we, you know, we have some diversity in these films, but uh, in terms of subject, but they also come from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we have stuff, um, you know, from all over. And, you know, one of my favorites is uh, called Mother's Day. And we just we happened to show one last a short last year called Mother's Day. Um, so I guess that's going to be a reoccurring theme, uh, <laughs> but different film. Uh, but this one was uh, where was it from, Zach? Was it Hungary? And- uh, yes, that one was from, I believe, Hungary. But it was so cool because it dealt with, um, it, it wasn't necessarily about a queer person. It was about, um, you know, a straight individual, uh, presumably, and um, and it's a teacher uh, there, and, and she gets a student in her classroom that has, um, you know, two fathers. And so that is a source of conflict for her, and then she has to then deal with that 
and, and learn how to manage that and, and figure out for herself, you know, what that means for her, what that means for her and her relationship with these students. And, and, you know, it's, it's, so it's about personal growth that, that comes from, you know, outside, you know, people uh, who are having, you know, growing to and learning and, and that sort of thing. So it's not, I don't know. I just felt that that was as well that, that sounds really intriguing and and yeah so i think there's something for everybody in this so yeah that's that's really great well that is kaleidoscope make sure to tune in that is november 5th through the 8th and the more y'all are telling me about this i, I can't believe it's free <laughs> this is all great like you know it's i think it's donate you know if you're able to uh, but this is such a an incredible value so many different things uh, it's all online from the comfort of your home that website is kaleidoscopefilmfestival.com uh and that is linked in the show notes of this episode as well. Zach and Cameron, thank you both so much for taking the time to, to give us all the details today. Thank you so much yep, for, thanks having for having us. Absolutely. And you're both welcome back anytime. Uh, thank you listeners for tuning in. Arthouse Garage has a few years worth of episodes. You can hear all of those in your podcast app of choice or by going to arthousegarage.com. If you want to support Arthouse Garage, you can leave a rating or a review in your podcast app, or you can buy an Arthouse Garage t-shirt at arthousegarage.com shop. You can stay in the loop about Arthouse Garage and the Arkansas film community by subscribing to our email newsletter. That's arthousegarage.com slash subscribe. Uh, And of course, follow on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Just search at Arthouse Garage in all those places or find links in the show notes. And that will do it for this episode. Until next time, keep it snob free.